0: yeah everything went fine there were absolutely no strange occurrences whatsoever
1: and it only cost us one date with the general and by us i mean snow who's this jormungandr what if we reverse the letters
2: you need to be really smart to crack the code
1: we don't need to crack the code we have the code already cracked she's looking at snow and smiling
2: snow you already cracked the code you're a super genius Okay, so we need someone who is smart, mm. techy, mm-hmm. familiar with Airveldum technology, yeah. hates the government, yeah. willing to ally themselves with the Outguild, and is in a safe, remote location. This location is almost like a secondary world tree. It seems as if someone m- mimicked the behavior, utilized it to make their own underground highway. Foundlings And welcome back to The Odd Campaign. This is Season 5, Episode 3, and I, like always, am Quentin, your GM here, surrounded by all of my lovely players. Uh, say hello, my lovely players.
1: Hello. hello.
2: Let's go ahead and introduce ourselves so people can put names to the voices and the characters.
0: Well, hi there. My name is Emily, and... Uh, Well, I play Snow. She is the leader of the Odd Guild, alongside with her faithful wolf companion, Achia, who is the king. And then the Wilson's in the background somewhere. Hi, guys. Yep. That's me.
1: And I'm RL. I play Zana Xerxes Zion with her faithful slash sassy crow, Alistair. I mean, I guess things are contradictory. You're just a spiteful figment of my imagination in the physical world.
2: Uh, it's a spiteful representation of your subconscious.
1: Doesn't that just mean you're spiteful? Move on to the next person.
2: <laughs> Hi, I'm Jonathan. I play Tama um, with his faithful companion pickle jar. And we all pan over to look at a jar of pickles. Blah 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 blah.
0: I had more lines this time. It was like just like blah blah last time. Now it's blah 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 blah.
2: Yeah, I know. It's, it's getting a, more character. It's, it's getting, it's getting more character. Well, last time on the Odd Campaign, our party was celebrating their success as they dug into the spoils of their escapades. For some, this meant high-tech gizmos and encrypted code, and for others, this meant romance and long walks in the woods. But for all, it meant revisiting long-ago friends as they sought allies, aid, and power. And that is where we're picking up this week, as Zana and Tama have succeeded on their mission to gather the physical proof of what they are going to utilize to tell people about Camille Lacimus and her plot, and Snow has just began to open up an entire can of worms.
1: Are we leaving the car here?
2: I'm actively driving the car, so I hope we're not leaving it in the middle of the tundra.
1: Well, either way, Draken, what do you make of the whole thing? I...
2: I mean, eight hours of sleep is nice, but... It, it, it's nine, so... Unless you intend on waking up at, like, five in the morning. You still, have like, three hours. But it's very dark and very cold, and that makes things incredibly harder, the colder and darker it gets.
1: Okay, well, like... Don't we still have a couple
2: hours to get back to the city? I mean, you know, a little, like bit, another a little bit over time. But it's not too bad. We'll probably be back there by, like, 10, I'll
1: just have to see who's awake at the tavern. We need to start spreading the news, is... Soon as possible. Are you swerving on purpose, Draken?
2: What else am I supposed to do? Just driving a straight line.
1: I mean, is it like a tactical maneuver? I was just wondering. It is. They, I am I'm, I'm just getting a little sick by here. All right.
2: They won't be able to track our tracks as easily because they're so swervy. Well,
1: you're you're actually kind of right, but it.
2: Don't be confused in which direction we're going, because some will be going that way, then some will be going this way, and then, like, half of it gets covered by snow, and they'll be, like, wondering, like, why are they going in five different directions?
0: They're following you on the way back to the city. Who knows?
2: (laughs) Mystical voice above, who knows? Maybe they are. So eventually, you guys make your way back to headquarters, back in the town of Puaz. But again, it is getting increasingly later in the night. And while you walk in, the festivities are kind of dying down for the evening. It's rather sparse in here, only having a few tables of individuals. Most of them you recognize to all be from the Eastland Raiders.
1: Is that is that a cool nice
2: as That is a cool as This is their favorite place to come.
1: Can I roll... Perception is a cooler there. Yeah, you can roll perception. Thirty-two.
2: He is the most obvious man to spot in the entire room. is he demands the attention effectively of everyone in his guild, almost at all times. He is a loud, boisterous entertainer.
1: Is there, do I notice anything else about? I, I guess I, I just.
2: Is there anything else you'd be looking for?
1: Hmm. I guess.
2: But there you rolled phenomenally well on your perception check I can give you I more information I just how want to know he's what he's
1: reacting looking. to the environment around him if he's enjoying it or if he's warm
2: mm, mm, um no he is very very lively it seems as if he is regaling his compatriots in one of his most recent beast hunts
1: and uh, this guy does wear an eye patch
2: he used to
1: <gasps> he used
0: to
2: Do you recall you now see as actually his left eye, which you had gouged out, uh, is, is now actually s- that present, but different than his other one. And it seems to be glowing.
1: Oh, no. His new eye is way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I walk up to the table and I, I do make sure, Tama, please stay close with me.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's a classic uh, measuring contest of my fish was this big, except th- their fishes are like three feet long, and they're talking about like giant sea monsters they've recently haunted.
1: I try to face Akula directly yeah, yeah, yeah. to where he can see my face.
2: Sure. He just goes on talking He doesn't
1: recognize me? No, he doesn't- I'm the person who took his eye! Oh, that's part- he doesn't recognize he,
2: me? He, I mean, he might, but the point is, he doesn't care. He's telling a story right now, and he thinks that you were just so amazed by him that upon walking into this tavern, you couldn't help but be entertained by his monster hunting tale. You'll see, I was on a raft that I strung together with my own hair by grabbing two sea turtles and strapping them, and I had them leashed, and I was riding them among the waves. I had both... Rains in one hand, spear in the other, as I crested the top of a forty foot tall gale force wind, I struck down with the force of lightning, impelling three sea creatures in the head at the same time.
1: I slowly clap.
2: <laughs> Thank you, someone finally appreciates all of my artwork. Does he
1: does he look at me fully now?
2: I mean, yeah, he, he, he acknowledges you.
1: Does he not recognize me? He doesn't... Um... I'm sorry. No. I might think that no. I was more important in his life than I thought no. I No, yeah, apparently. I'm sorry. I, like, physically scarred him. I thought I would have...
2: W- once fixed. again, looking at the man, he is full of scars everywhere.
1: I know, but, I mean, your eye.
2: Yeah, but that was but he also... got a new one. And that was mm-hmm. a long time ago. A long point. time. It was like, it was, well, it's not that traumatic of a memory. And then like maybe last for you for a week if he's you're this had, man he's probably had so many concussions since then oh yeah he has probably dealing with immense amnesia
1: i turned to tama uh, i don't actually know how i'm supposed to initiate a conversation
2: we've also recently fought some sea creatures they weren't quite as you know fantastic as the ones you fought but they did turn people into fish people oh they're terrible. They're overriding the place. But let us be honest, these pitiful sea creatures are nothing in comparison to the true catch.
1: Oh, you mean Melville.
2: Wait, what did you say?
1: Oh, his his actual name is Melville. I've met him.
2: Cute pet name. Uh, yes, the, the nature spirits. Like the Gallum the Volgoror, the Ignis Ursa, these monolithic creatures of epic proportion.
1: The Umbra Ignis, the Giftis Antique. Dude, I met them, they're not that impressive.
2: Ah, what I would not do! For their head mounted or fixed my wall.
1: Oh, you probably wouldn't want that.
2: Well, why not?
1: Oh, because then you'd be playing into Camille Lesimus' hands. I, I, oh, shoot. Have you not been doing that quest?
2: Uh, I have been doing the murder the monster quest. Oh. Well. You know, the monsters that have been, like, killing dozens of people and, like, ruining mines and fishing boats. Oh. Like, hundreds of people have died.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, have you looked into those issues? Because we did.
2: Yeah, there's a giant bear that causes all of the support beams in the mines to melt whenever they dig deep enough, and then the mine collapses, and then hundreds of people died.
1: People or players?
2: Uh, The the NPCs. The NPCs.
1: The, The NPCs. Yeah, yeah. And where do NPCs go when they die?
2: Uh, I mean, these ones aren't respawning, so I guess they get deleted or something. It's not really for me to care. All I know is that big monster, cause problem, I kill... get paid what could be better than
1: that Uh, getting out of this game if any of you are actually interested
2: I mean certainly uh, but how can you do that without becoming stronger imagine what that the belt of that bear could do for you the blubber of the whale the feathers of the eagle
1: Um, they could be used the Eagles feathers and they're not that impressive
2: You have obtained the feathers from the folder horn. and I hear that could be utilized to make a legendary artifact.
1: Oh, actually, yeah. Den is, like, my best friend. Well, I'm his best friend, but, like, you know how it is. But legitimately, uh, I do have hardcore evidence of uh, maybe some uh, terrorizing plot, and I thought, you know, you're a competent leader of a guild, and you might want to know. Uh, I'm not joking.
2: Uh... I'm sure, I guess
1: Oh, I'm so sorry Dang it, I brought the mood down like way too fast I was trying to ease into it Like with witty banter
2: I, It's I. I suppose I'm just trying What are you
1: Oh shoot, guys, how many has he had already?
2: Um Yeah, like As long as like 12 12?
1: 12?
2: He's got a really high constitution score, so, like, it doesn't affect him as, as like, six for an average man. Oh, well... But still, um, I, I don't know if he had two brain cells to rub together before he started drinking, so...
1: He's the leader of your guild!
2: Yeah, he's absolutely the most competent among all of us. Like, he could probably murder all of us while we're standing right now.
1: Okay, being able to murder someone doesn't equal competency, but, um...
2: Being able to murder things gets you pretty far in this game. It just surprises no one.
1: I mean, yes, but that's not the end-all, be-all.
2: When you're trying to survive, I think the ability to murder everything that's trying to kill you is pretty good. Pretty good. He's got a point there.
1: Tama, don't don't side with him.
2: I'm not siding with Edgar. I'm just just saying. Okay,
1: okay. Do you want to know what's actually going on here, or do you want to play into the plots of somebody's hands who wants to make you sure you stay in this game and might be... Maybe he wants to take your brain with
2: it. My brain is in my... I like okay, my brain Okay, maybe not and your brain per se.
1: I, I point to the other person that talked to me uh, about <laughs> your brain. I,
2: I, I think what he's trying to say is we're all a little confused here. This might be a better How do conversation. How you explain it in a simpler terms?
1: Can we meet up tomorrow at like 5 p.m. this same tavern? 5,
2: five p.m.?
1: We have other things to do in the morning. But,
2: but if they're already here... And are, are you guys planning on staying here for the yes. night? this is
1: their favorite bar Tama yeah,
2: but my point you know, is why wouldn't we just talk to them in the morning before we go do the other stuff since they're already going to be here uh I mean i mean, assuming you're going to be here in the morning right well I mean they'll be sleeping in the morning at some point you wake up uh I in mean, like afternoon like, like noon 30 noon 30 is pretty good uh, we good noon 30 oh I mean we uh no, our next hunt is oh, scheduled fairly early tomorrow, so we'll probably be out. Okay, well, then we would do this conversation then. So this
1: is like a matter of life and death, and it's about to be enacted literally tomorrow. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, there's more of like a time constraint that I well, was...
2: I mean, so, I mean... But...
1: Y- you know what? what? Come, come with me. We'll grab another drink for you. Oh. We'll We'll grab another drink for you. And over the drink, we can tell you what's going on so you can warn your party tomorrow.
2: Akula, very excited at the proposition of you paying for more of his alcohol, uh, just stands up on the seat, looks over towards the barkeep. Another round, then, paid for these fine fellows! Uh, and, and not the bottom shelf swill you've been serving us. The good stuff this time.
1: Wait, 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 you mean, for, like, for your...
2: Yes, for everybody.
1: Okay. How much G is that? Don't do that.
2: Depends on the type. Of- You're gonna have to. Well, he did ask for not the bottom shelf swell. The barkeep comes around with a giant tray, glasses filled to the brim, foaming over with ale, and passes it around.
1: They have private rooms here.
2: There's the upstairs rooms where people sleep. Other than that, it's just the bar. Right, the bar in the immediate surrounding area with, with tables. You have, like, the corner of the bar you're currently in.
1: I, I asked Akula, do you have a room here?
2: I mean, right, where, unless I'm sleeping in the tent outside. I don't... Oh, uh, Ralph, how are our phones looking? Am I sleeping in the tent outside? Oh, uh, well, we should be fine.
1: Huh. Okay, then. Well, then, shall we?
2: It's fine if I leave my glass upstairs. I don't want to walk back down.
1: I will take your glass back down when we come back. Uh, Fine. Look, this is pretty serious stuff, man. Me
2: and we're girl, players here. Yes. Information for everybody.
1: Well, I'm not going to be here to spread the information tomorrow.
2: Right, so wouldn't you want to spread it now to as many people as you could?
1: I'm trying to, but I'm trying to talk to someone... Are you not the leader of your guild?
2: Yes, but whatever you say to me, you can say to all of my men.
1: Are you ready for a debriefing session in the middle of...
2: (laughs) No! That is why I have ale! To make it go down smoother!
1: Okay, then everybody listen up! Um, and... Zana, along with the help of Tama, will show the, what are, what are their uh, guild name again?
2: Eastland Raiders. A decent chunk of them, it's probably about a third of their guilds currently here in this tavern.
1: I can roll diplomacy for this if you'd like, but um, I just would, instead of regurgitating all the information that we already know, I'd rather say that her and Tama relay the information quite loudly throughout the bar, but mainly to uh a his guild. Oh but and before
2: then- you start, because you did kind of want some degree of discretion, you could roll a perception check to see who else is in here.
1: Thank you. Um thirty-one.
2: Oh uh, that that sounds like something. Uh oh, Tama, you are just enthralled by this man's beard. It's so well kept. It's I like, can't grow a beard. Right. So it's like it it's so obnoxious. It's like why does he get the genes that allow him to do that? Meanwhile you see that Akula is not wrong that the majority of the patrons here at the establishment currently are individuals that look very similarly in aesthetic to that of the Eastland Raiders. There are very few individuals outside of that. There is the barkeep, who you have spoken with before. You know he's chill. He's like all pro-rebellion. Like, he literally houses your secret base underneath the establishment. Then there are... A small table of three individuals who seem to be, like, dressed in very stereotypically edgy clothing. If you were comparing all of the anime, these are, like, the Bleach fans.
1: They they look like they're from Epitaph.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you had to put them in a box, like, you would probably assume that these are either some of the estranged members of Dark Guild, but Draken hasn't spoken up towards them or they would be members of epitaph or the fourth seal and then there is just one lone individual sitting at the bar by himself uh he's got like sandy blonde hair and he's just wearing like standard half plate armor has a sword red cape okay. seems like he's just like staring down at his ale not paying attention to
1: anyone or paying attention to everyone i will keep my eye on him um, Okay. Throughout the conversation, but I will relay. I start off by introducing myself, Zana Xerxes Zion, member of Odd Guild, first to the 20th floor. But then I do begin to relay the information that we have gathered about the mind control devices that we first found. Our encounters with the nature spirits, our encounters with Camille, how she came to our guild, basically threatened us. I will mention that one of our quote-unquote members investigated uh, the underwater, basically, base and what we think that is, which is we think that's Camille's, like, head base, where she's using players that she quote-unquote killed and other things that she quote-unquote killed but to mind control them in some sort of way. And that she's been working with the government here and uh, falsifying the attacks.
2: And, of course, we hand out a few flyers that we got. <laughs> uh,
1: so. It's a lot of information to process, I know, but the big battle is literally tomorrow. So you need to make sure you and your people are ready. I don't want to see any players die.
2: Yeah, go ahead and roll diplomacy as you're deliberating all this information to it. Sixteen. Oh, I... I mean, it is very neat that you have meat with the nature spirits. As uh, very cool. Um, but all you have shown me is that government lady is working with government people and wants to kill nature spirits. That is what I already knew.
1: And she's manipulating players and also kidnapping them? Where Did you miss that part where, where I, I said them pl- missing players were...
2: I don't remember. Where... Have you shown this? I see weird document with strange language that is not very easy to read. And that is all you have presented to me. Besides, the fact that you have met with nature spirits. He has icy hot hands. It must be very good for sore muscles in the morning. Um. <laughs>
0: Literally, you are icy hot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, but I, I failed to see where there is, like, you, you said you found devices uh, in base of neck of NPCs, but this does not particularly bother me. Our government wishes to keep its people in check.
1: Okay, well, if, um, I... she stands up, motions for Tom to stand up as well. If you're not interested in information that could potentially save your life and the lives of other players, that's fine. I'm out of here.
2: Zana stands up really abruptly, Tom looks at her and he's like, well, I I'm, I'm, I guess, I guess we're leaving then. Nice uh, getting to chat a little with you guys. It's been a while since I've seen you guys. I guess it's probably going to turn in for the night. Well, sounds good. Feel free to buy me L anytime.
1: I toss the barkeep one gold coin.
2: You flick with the barkeep a gold coin. He catches it, nods, and you make your way up for the evening. Well, that didn't go as anticipated.
1: No, no, it did not. I mean,
2: to be fair, like, this is the guild of people who really like hunting monsters, so I think it's kind of a hard sell to convince them to not hunt monsters. Yeah, the only thing that would have maybe stopped them from hunting it was the buff, but they didn't really seem to care too much about that. I mean, I don't know if we we pushed that aspect. Like, I feel like the problem right now is, is we have... Evidence that Camille is working with the abjurers, right? And that's fine, but I don't think we have enough evidence that she's being hostile against the player base is what they were concerned about. Other than them, like, moving through floors, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, like, she was kind of creepy when she showed up at the guild hall, but other than that...
1: That was a threat! That was basically a threat.
2: Yes, but also... It was,
1: they, and you want to say she's not threatening players. I'm a player, you're a player, we, we, he's a we player. Also,
2: we, we also did fake that she was trying to get the Alamkate killed. Yeah, we kind of did like forge government documents using her signature on them. I probably would be upset about that too. Sorry. Sure. yeah. It's like, a mess. kind of a house call. I
1: can't talk to any of you right now. I'm going to my room. Don't disturb me.
2: It's your slam door. Bang. Well, um, yeah. I mean, it's been one of those days. It has. It's been one of those It's days. been a long day. And that is where we check in with Snow, as her evening has perhaps just begun. Huzzah. Snow, last we left off with you, you had sought an audience with the Queen Rimmadolv back on the 10th floor. After having successfully traveled there with General Roland von Feerum himself, he is currently changing upstairs as you have notioned to Dorian to kind of buy some time for you as you wanted a private moment with the Queen.
0: Yes, yes, indeed. Um, before that, GM, I have a-
2: Yes, uh, your, your dissertation.
0: This is my ingenious plan the victory.
2: Okay, now the question is, is, are you showing this to me the GM or did you stop at your guild hall and like attempt to pick up like a portable projector. Well,
0: no, no, no. There's no way I had time to do that. Unfortunately, um, not. Uh, but beside that, I have to present it to you, Jim, because true, I true. think I have a better speech for the queen. But all right, you have a so, better speech. For the queen. Uh, please observe the screen. In the in every age, the deeds of men remain the same. Some turn to darkness, while others rise as beacons of hope. Can, can we, the tiny text. No. Can we? Can we?
2: Wait a minute here, and maybe like zoom in a little. Oh, and the the quotation, whom it is attributed to, unknown. Uh, which is, which kind. is kinda. And when you think about oh, it, it's
0: kind of sad when you think about it. Did he not rise as a beacon of hope? Did he become the darkness? Maybe that's why he's unknown.
2: Uh huh. Okay. Sure.
0: All right. Well, listen. If you're not satisfied with that answer, then let's let's go to the next slide. So this is our agenda for this. Session. Sure. 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 <laughs> why is it important this is an introduction to the reasoning the deep reasoning and development of thought process part two vampire not vampire weighing the pros and cons of vampires versus humans
2: sure sure
0: three take a moment and just really be there
2: being present is very important
0: Ignoring the prose and poetry. I did not change that because I didn't have time.
2: Well, well, no, I would love to... Can we go back, please? I I would like to have a discussion of the genres that fall under the categories of prose and poetry. (laughs) You will be deducted points if we do not discuss that by the end of this learning objective.
0: Okay, okay, we can discuss.
2: We can discuss. All
0: right. So, the why. When we first entered the game, we had no hope, idea, or answer. But now we have hope idea and an answer
2: I, ho- I hope you're going to each individually
0: love what brought us here right it'd be love quite literally we would not be here if not for the love potion i got from lust you know those demons that we killed for you or for the queen you know yeah
2: i pool. mean it was for both of us for both yeah and
0: then in teleport we got here literally by teleporting very expensive spell slot it would be a waste if things went poorly GM.
2: i mean that's I, that's not you, you can get that back on a long rest. You're uh, fine.
0: Uh, we also use the world tree, like literally. These are the ways we got here. Yes, the um,
2: literal what brought us here. And I that tree, like that.
0: The, the one that we saved. So, like, you I, did I give think me
2: three points back. Well, no, can we go back?
0: No, I'm working on this.
2: No, no, go back. One more, one more. See, you said now we have a, a hope idea and an answer. I really hope we circle back to that, and you tell me what the hope idea and answer is, because I'm very interested. <laughs> okay, well, this could be. And also, don't forget the prose and poetry.
0: <laughs> all right. Vampire versus not vampire. All right. I literally have thoughts and processes here. Vampire's peak physical perfection and power. All potential unleashed and under the control of the sire. Your whims for them to obey if you so command. And on the other side, it's like, well, not vampire. It's the monkey. And that's a, literally when I looked up monkey. I, or when I looked up human, it just showed me a picture of the monkey. So very powerful. That's what it is. But literally. These are my thought processes. We won't go too in detail here. Take a moment. Mm. All right. Now think of yourself, Quinn. Mm. Yeah. We have to reflect on ourselves to understand who we are. Uh When was the last time you looked at yourself in a mirror? Uh,
2: Like 437. And when was the last
0: time Queen Rimadov looked at herself in a mirror?
2: And literally never because she can't see herself as she is a vampire.
0: Oh, that's really awkward because
1: I see what she is.
2: A, a bloody a queen.
0: queen?
1: Is well, listen. blood
2: dripping down off of
1: it? No, it's paint on the mirror because I didn't have time it's to let cause, it dry. It's because she's a vampire. It's totally sensitive. Okay,
2: okay. Man, it was... It's
1: it's for her. I yeah. was
2: referring to Bloody Mary. Yeah, yeah me too. That's oh, what I was kind of really
0: So what is it that we gain? A way out. And greater proof of Camille's manipulations, what she's actually doing. World domination or, you know, the way out. So really the answer to all this is the, the hope is that we get the way out. Okay. The the idea is that we use Roland against Camille. Okay. Alright? We we steal her power and thunder. And then the answer? I think you'll be giving that to me, GM
2: <laughs> I will be giving you an answer. That's true.
0: And so now That's the discussion true. about prose and poetry. Yeah, I
2: would like to know, like, a little bit more about prose and poetry. If you well, could.
0: you see, prose is the standard language. Uh-huh. It is not necessarily flowery. Okay. It's just prose on a page. Sure. But poetry is the air we breathe.
2: Okay that's a very poetic description of what poetry is exactly <laughs> thank you i appreciate that <laughs> um if I... you're interested uh emily will be posting this entire powerpoint presentation on our patreon so this is part of the the bonus notes gm session notes Player notes as well, maps, and early access to episodes that you would get by subscribing to our Patreon. So, I'm if you sorry, want to see I'm, this beautifully made PowerPoint, I'm really
0: proud of the mirror because I was going to, if I did do this for the Queen, I was like, I can't logic it. But if I did, I would be like, look in the mirror. What do you see? Nothing. Correct because it's not a real mirror. <laughs> I had plans. Right. Anyway, that's it from me on that end.
2: Very well done. Very well done. So, GM. You had...
0: I answered all... It's, I love the take a moment. It's a mirror. That's actually a mirror. Oh, that,
2: well, that's nice. That's nice. I do like that.
0: Yeah. Look at the beauty. i all
2: For the amount of effort you put in, The, the, the uh, also with my, my foreknowledge of how busy you were today and how I know you wanted to dedicate more time to this, but your flexibility and improvisation during presenting. I'll give you a plus four on your diplomacy check. Huzzah. Thank you for putting that together for us. Now, now you, you unfortunately did say that that PowerPoint presentation was solely talking to me, which means you still have to present your argument to the Queen.
0: Yes, don't worry. I, I can do that. Um, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, let me just...
2: But hopefully that was enjoyable for, for all who attended. And like I said, PowerPoint presentation, if you did not see it because you, we are an audio-based drama, you can find that on our Patreon if you would like to flip through along with us.
0: Well, first, the first thing she did when she ran in was, went, you! And then she kind of steps back, realizing that's not the right decorum. Because after all, we have to play the game.
2: Yeah, because she hasn't announced to you yet that she's a game moderator. She's still playing her part.
0: I know. Well, she's also told me in order to win the game, I have to play the game. So, it's time to play the game. By the power of chat GPT in my notes. She bows, realizing her own error of running in and just dropping all decorum. She corrects herself, brushes down her clothes. Your Majesty, you asked me to work on a few things for you, especially addressing the issue of people crossing into and out of your lands without permission.
2: And has there been any success in this endeavor?
0: I believe we may have found a resolution of sorts, to this issue, among others. She's, like, visibly trying to contain her own excitement as well. Like, there's a big smile on her face, but she's, like, pushing it down.
2: She kind of just methodically waves her hand, gesturing to for you to go on.
0: Well, Your Majesty, I believe I have someone that would be of great value to you. You see, in this land of Ereveldum, the one that we get to through by passing through your tree we have, perchance, come across a great military leader there, someone who could control the masses, protect the tree, limiting those who proceed through on either side. However, as you said, your majesty, once upon a time, we have to play a game in order to win. So, beyond this small tribute that I offer you, I must ask that you understand there is a darkness that looms over us, threatening not only our freedom here in your nation, but of the very existence of all within and without. I've come across some information from a very reputable source. Within six months' time, there may be an event so cataclysmic that it will wipe out entireties of nations and others, like myself, Your Majesty, a source of nutrients for your kind.
2: Tell me then, what is this cataclysmic event?
0: That's very specific. Let us say that the information is unspecified in its naming of the event, beyond the fact that the information was obtained from one Stefan von Linden.
2: You see as sort of decorum somewhat begins to fade. And she lets out a long, exasperated sigh, bringing her hand up to her temple and tilting her head slightly as if in deep contemplation. Ah. So, I suppose you have come here with a proposal?
0: But of course. I believe that there is a major solution to the situation by addressing one thorn keeps pricking at your majesty's power, toying with you in a way, insulting your power, your majesty. There is someone in this nation of Ereveldum who has traversed your land, as we have discussed, without paying you respect or regard. Is that not unacceptable?
2: with the individual you speak of i have had disagreements but i would not consider them to be an ongoing problem why should i put more strife more responsibility on myself for the sake of a petty squabble with this person
0: perhaps the attempted murder of one of your duchesses would offer you recourse For her actions, it is more than a petty squabble, your majesty. This is a threat against your nation, all of us.
2: Can you show me how she threatens my nation? As we are supposed to stay very contained to our own realms.
0: She crosses into your realm, utilizing a second world tree.
2: This cannot exist, quite simply.
0: And yet, it does. If what you say is true, this would be
2: problematic. Do you know where the World Tree accesses this plane? We can fortify the defenses and continue to regulate traffic.
0: I do not know where on this plane, but, Your Majesty, how would she have gotten here? if not through this other world tree. For the fact is, you know of the comings and goings of anyone who passes the tree, and she has not passed through there. Has there been any suspicious activity in your nation, such as the disappearance of people? For I can tell you, the tree that she has built, or cheated her way into, exists in an underwater terrain accessing another floor, floor 20 but in a domain that should not exist. A dark and twisted location.
2: As you are already very well aware of, the actual populace of this realm has been dwindling, most notably with the disappearance of the entire town of Yenemot. Other such populations have since vanished, with absolutely nothing to do with me or my nation. Thankfully, due to the Requisition of the town of Lunca and its inhabitants, our food supply has not been greatly impacted, but you would be unable to find almost any existing city except for my stronghold. This once great nation has turned into a wild land where individuals roam freely, but also vanish in the night.
0: There's a body of water near Lunka, right?
2: Lunka is coastal.
0: not Lunka, but he's no near I know it's near the water. I'm talking I mean um, um
2: there's a
0: lake that we were warned not to go near.
2: Roll a knowledge local if you wanted it. On oh, the town okay. on the town of Yanemut.
0: Okay. Uh thirty six.
2: This happened so hilariously long ago. I believe like all the way back in season two, maybe even trawling through all of your memories, you do recall not only that you and a number of your guild members have visited a nearby river that runs directly adjacent and through the town of Yanama but you also recall the individual named Marnie. She was an assistant at the bakery, and you actually helped her one night as she was petrified uh, of said river. But this was a questline that was... Tangential. It was an entire side quest. And you guys kind of opted out of it.
0: Okay. Can your majesty fortify against entire oceans and waterways? Ways that she can access? She controls a population of creatures. And she kind of goes off topic and just goes, it's like Invasion of the Body Snatchers over here. Sea creatures that steal people. At least that's the legends up on floor 15. Kualupaluk as they're called, and we encountered them.
2: And what would you have me do of them?
0: It's not of them, but of what, of, the, of who, who controls them. Your Majesty, if in six months time, all that you know ceases to be, then sitting here doing nothing is foolishness, especially when you have the ability to do something And that is why I bring you, Camille's general, a gift. He is in charge of the abjurers, her military police. I say, turn him into one of your vampires, a thrall. Make him yours and deal a mighty blow to Camille. Damage her pride and her power all in one blow. Show her you are not to be trifled with. And... In doing so, we gather information on what Camille is doing. We must secure your borders, Your Majesty. We must take that which is hers. You must become the one that she envies, and not the other way around, Your Majesty. Listen,
1: I'm doing my best here. This is what I got.
2: You speak of such individuals as if they question my station, but it sounds as if to me you question my authority there is none which i envy of the potential threat to the nation i heed your warning but i will need to consider your proposition as if this individual is as problematic as you say would not taking someone she greatly cares about Invite unwelcome attention and strife. We have been secluded to our refuge here at the Rimadov Castle. Our estate, a bastion of defense. None can climb the sheer cliffs. Especially not any sea creatures. As you point out, us vampires are beings of physical perfection, especially after being able to remove our weaknesses. So, I find no immediate threat to us. Why would I invite an immediate threat on me and my people?
0: She she just kind of interrupts her and she goes, Irovanak, I can only play this game for so long. You know what needs to be done. You cannot sit here in your castle hiding. You are needed. Stefan is fighting for us. And what would
2: you have me do? Enthrall this general? Have him march against his own people, only to then be slain, and only then have recourse brought against me and my own? To what end?
0: If you do nothing, it ends. My guild cannot do this on their own. There are very few who are able to stand up to what she is doing. I can't even imagine trying to convince other players to join our plight when we're the only ones who have found out what's going on. And you know better than anyone. And she's just looking her dead straight in the eyes at this point. I consider you to be a great friend and ally. I beg you to not betray that.
2: Taking a pawn in a game of chess only aggravates the opponent. It does not deal them a killing blow. You would be foolish to overextend your pieces for the sake of a single soul. If I am to aid you, which I am not opposed to, I need actionable terms. I need a killing blow. The when, the where, they must be weighed and they must be measured.
0: But if you take her general, someone who commands many within the city, that gives you more power. She's killing players.
2: I can enthrall your general as you see it to be such an integral piece. But if he fails, in his potency of performance, which you so greatly decree he will perform at, I will be forced to backtrack if there is an adequate amount of retaliation. In such an instance, I need you to provide a subsequent maneuver so that we could act against Camille. I need you to put into place the pieces. I must remain here. I cannot leave my station. I am confined to this realm. I may move my pawns, but I may not leave the board. We are playing 5D chess.
0: I really suck at chess, I gotta say, but I understand. We have a potential allyship with the nature spirits on the next floor who have agreed... To attack the city, if we provide them the proof, which we have obtained. It's just up to my party to get it to them, and soon.
2: Snow, you have no shortage of allies. And if you provide a battle strategy, you will naturally accrue more. What you need to do is find the killing blow.
0: I don't know where they and she's indicating like the data centers and her like when she that's what she's referring to in her mind is they i don't know where they are i would if i could
2: what is it that you are hoping to gain out of the enthralled general
0: at the very least a distraction so that we can maybe go after certain locations within her domain
2: You'll need a number of individuals to infiltrate her domain.
0: Two to three, according to Stefan. And hopefully we hear back from him soon, since he's exploring it right now.
2: If you entered with such a small force, you better make sure that it is elite, for you will face no shortage of dangers. I could supply you with soldiers for any upcoming struggle, but you need to make sure that they are adequate for the task at hand. When fighting an opponent larger than yourself, you need to attack from multiple fronts. I think your general will prove at the very least to be a distraction, an irritation, a thorn in her side. Hopefully he is more useful than that, and this temporary distraction will enable you to do what needs to be done.
0: Thank you, your majesty. And she smiles very big.
2: And she kind of just, like, waves you off as she now has way too much on her plate.
0: Too much on her plate? To
2: way too much. You come into my house.
0: Listen, I'm the one who had the date. There was a lot more on my plate here. A cast Greater Teleport. She stops for a second. Turns. By the way, um... This is the last thing, Your Majesty. I don't know. I I think I took it out of him. But if his head explodes, let me know and I'll be back with a regenerate spell. She puts things in their heads to control them and I don't know if I got it out or not. I think I did. I had a spinal thing, but I, I just, you know.
2: So you just intend on leaving him here with me?
0: No, I'm not leaving him here with you. I was gonna go get changed.
2: Your request will take time. We will reconvene the ritual on the morrow. It is late and I have much to contemplate.
0: Very well. She bows as she backs out of the room.
2: And you make your way upstairs, as you are very familiar with the establishment and you effectively have run of the mill of the majority of the castle. You make your way to what has historically been your room. And you see Dorian and General Roland as, as Dorian is kind of helping him get dressed. And, and Roland is like now in like a three-piece suit.
0: Okay, she like covers her face and starts turning to go the other way. For...
2: Ah, my love. Ah! What a, I've been captive, unable. To see you for far too long.
0: Oh. Oh, very nice. She turns back, like brushing her hand, playing it cool. Oh, it's a very nice suit that you have.
2: I I will say, uh, while I uh, appreciate the adornments, uh, it is getting rather late this evening. Yes. I, I, I do have work on the morrow.
0: Roland, my dear. It would be a very, very long drive back. We can leave tomorrow. I will get you back promptly. I promise. For me...
2: No, it would make no sense to leave at this hour. Yes. You wouldn't be arriving. I will. I have no way of notifying my men from this position.
0: I'll have my courier do it.
2: If you think that he would be able to reach the destination, that would be wonderful. I'll have something written and sent to you.
0: Wonderful. Absolutely. I can have him deliver that immediately. I will just send that to the group and hope that they can send it by pigeon.
2: And with that, you retire for the evening. Snow. As you fall into a deep and generally restful slumber, you feel a familiar sensation. One which you are akin to, as numerous entities have attempted to communicate to you through dreams before. Yeah. But this one is slightly different. It almost feels as if your body is floating rising off the bed and then you begin phasing almost through the ceiling and soaring through the atmosphere itself. This is
1: not okay.
2: (laughs) Pausing for but a moment, you see the radiant light of the sun conflicting with the gentle glow of the moon. And as you are amongst the universe itself, you feel caught in between the two as if they are pulling back and forth in opposing directions until quite gently, a third force seems to pluck you out from in between, and you begin ascending past both of them, further into the stars, until coming to a gentle halt, and it feels as if you are lying down on a cool surface that seems to almost conform to your body. As you stand, your feet are firmly planted on a strange mirror-like surface that is definitely solid, but ripples as you move, and this clear rippling surface seems to reflect the endless celestial space of the sky above. Endless stars dotting the Black Sea of the galaxy.
0: Do I have control of my body now or yeah. am I just kind of... Okay.
2: Yeah. You can you, you move more
0: around. Am I laying down, you said? Yeah,
2: oh, I mean, you kind of stood up.
0: Oh, okay, good. Hello?
1: Was it the burrito I ate? As
2: you attempt to speak, you open your mouth, but... It seems as if you are almost genuinely in the vacuum of space, and nothing can be said. There is nothing but silence.
0: I think these things while I'm in my head.
2: And as you think, it appears as almost visions, dreams manifesting into reality.
0: There are burritos you, you see burritos. If that's
2: what you're thinking about, that's what you see
0: she imagines bread everywhere
2: and all of a sudden in almost a display of dancing lights it almost waves into the form
0: of bread everywhere oh this is the best this is the greatest dream i've ever had she begins to frolic through the through the dream of bread
2: and you you begin frolicking until a very nervous An anxious feeling begins to overcome you. It almost feels as if you're being watched. Almost like prey running from a predator. It feels as if you are being hunted.
0: From every direction or specific direction?
2: It feels as if it's lurking behind you.
0: She stops and immediately just like, it's a stop and quick turn to look.
2: You see Fields of Bread?
0: I think... Show me the truth.
2: Your fields of bread vanish. No! I'm very sorry. They're not for you. But around you begins rising tall and sturdy pine trees. The air feels crisp and cool. The vision of the ground is but far beneath you, and you seem to be quickly maneuvering your ways through. But as... You are soaring at incredible speeds. There still seem to be projectiles whizzing past you from all directions. Until the vision fades and you snap back. And you are awake in your bed at Rimidov Castle.
0: Is there a way that I could try and interpret what I just dreamed?
2: Roll either a Knowledge Planes a Knowledge Nature or knowledge geography. Any mean, which one you kind of kind of vibe?
0: I'm gonna go with planes. Uh, that is going to be a thirty total.
2: You have had numerous interactions with larger than life figures of monumental power.
0: Yeah, lots of gods. Lots of
2: you. You make deals with them on the regular selling your soul for for epic amounts of power. Hey,
0: listen, Um, listen. It was just the billboard the one time.
2: uh, And then like the numerous other times that it has occurred. So you are very familiar with these forces interjecting into your life. And you feel as you analyze the situation and the feeling and sensation, it feels akin to when you had the telepathic communication with seller. It feels as if she was trying to communicate something to you. And with that, we're going to cut back over to Zana and Tama. It's morning and you are in headquarters waking up. You uh roll how how early would you guys be waking up? Out of out of curiosity.
1: I'm waking up at like 7. I need to get an early start of the day.
2: Cool. Cool, cool. That, Tama, how what about you? Be, 7 would be normal for me. 7 would yeah. be normal? Okay. Both of you uh roll a perception check for me. 28
1: 29
2: Both of you find that your sleep was disturbed earlier than initially attended, right at the crack of dawn, right as the sun was cresting. You normally have no trouble sleeping through there. There are blinds in this establishment to block out the sun so that you can have a hearty night's sleep and not be afflicted terribly with the light and your slamming hangover having a very bad mixture, but it is not the light nor... Any of the general surroundings which bothers you, but it is uh, rather the commotion, the clattering and banging of equipment, only but a few doors over, as it seems oh, a she- number of individuals are mobilizing and heading out for the day. Oh, I guess they might be uh, going on that hunt.
1: Yeah, Zana is awoken and is startled. She thinks the battle's beginning now. <laughs> no no it's too soon nobody would take me seriously they don't know of the real threat
2: so when i get the disturbance i look over and see if drake and actually woke up as oh well. not in the slightest okay no 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 no. man is like cocooned and he has noise canceling headphones on
1: zana bangs on your door bum, 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 bum.
0: <laughs> that's ironic
2: <laughs> tama bangs too
1: <laughs> now it's
0: zana bangs oh <laughs> no <laughs> moving really quick,
2: being aroused so <laughs> early in the morning.
1: All this banging. All uh, right. Um, <laughs> she bangs on your door.
2: As you huh? exited your room, you did notice that a number of the Eastland Raiders are actually making their way down the stairs. They are fully geared up. They've already donned all of their armor and accoutrements, and they are fully armed with their weapons. We never asked what hunt they were going on.
1: A big hunt.
2: It's a big hunt. Very important very hunt, big hunt, very big important hunt that they're going on today.
1: Well, she, do you answer your door? <laughs> yeah,
2: you're, you're you're constantly just pounding on his door. I I open the door.
1: Do you think they're mobilizing the troops already? Has it has a, has the battle already started?
2: I, I I think they are going to do that hunt they talked about last night, hunt. which I I just realized could be a hunt of one of the nature spirits. Oh. Shoot. They did say it was a big hunt.
1: Well, uh, she grabs your arm and pulls you downstairs with her. Well, we gotta go stop them.
2: Um, well, um, shouldn't we grab Draken first?
1: Fine. You grab Draken. I'm gonna go downstairs and try and stop them.
2: Okay. That, 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 that works. Or You can also just follow them. Just, we don't know what they're doing.
1: Obviously, I was going to ask them first.
2: Okay, I'll get Draken. You ask and see, see what hunt they're going on.
1: Good luck. Huh. <laughs> So I go downstairs and I find Akula, is he there?
2: You see through the glass windows of headquarters that all of the Eastland Raiders are currently encircled outside of the establishment, standing in the freshly laden snow, and as you begin making your way down the stairs, uh, exiting the establishment uh, in an attempt to communicate with Akula and ask him uh, what his intentions for the day are. Before you get halfway through. You notice as all of them teleport.
1: Oh uh, well I did what I could. <laughs> Tom was still
0: gonna
2: have to be wait. I rolled drinking. a percentile die to see if they would have teleported during your conversation. <laughs> and it rolled really high. Tama doesn't know that they teleported, so he's still gonna yeah, stay yeah. So what, what what do you do to Oh, wait, Drake! Can. Well, first he just tries to uh, talk loudly to see if Drake can wake up. He's like, okay, fine. And then makes his hand cold and just touches <laughs> his neck. No. Snowballs.
0: You could try his butt crack. That's a really,
1: <laughs> that one will get he make, him.
2: He makes his hand hot and then touches the back of his neck. <laughs> Uh, eventually after messing with him for a uh, long enough period of time and zana storming up the stairs uh draken does Uh, it's like way too early for any of this what do you want um nothing that's good that's good we want you
1: to go back to sleep
2: thank you what what about
1: leaving uh, in two hours what about the eastern raiders they're gone they're gone they're teleported i don't know where I tried to warn them. Uh, the nature spirits are very tough, and if they die, it's at their own dumb fault for not listening.
2: I mean, I think they listened just fine. They just needed some help with being able what, to What about us. the Eastland Raiders and the
1: nature spirits?
2: Well, I came to the realization that we didn't ask them what hunt they were going on this morning. Oh, and they said a big and important one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, one of the spirits.
2: Um, I mean... We theoretically have an advantage over them by the fact that we are friends with the nature spirits and can teleport to one of them. Yeah, Should we do that? Maybe. Do you want to
1: do it right now? No,
2: I don't want to do it right now, but do you want one of the nature spirits to be dead after I get my next four hours of beauty sleep and five cappuccinos?
1: (sighs) Well, get your beauty sleep and cappuccinos. Me and Tama can go. Uh, no
2: that's did you not you just know what, hear what I am perfectly uh, It literally just said that we should probably uh, do it. why is my moral compass active so early in the morning No no we are it's not my moral compass what am i talking about it's my compass of self preservation if these things die we're less powerful and then we might die because we can't a Camille
0: Wait is his moral his his self-preservation compass, just snow nagging him in the back of his mind No, constantly. that's his moral
2: compass, and he ignores that actively. Dang
0: it! <laughs> you're right, I'm not there.
2: Yeah, 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 you're not there, so he's really, he, it's really easy to ignore right now. Okay, fine, let's, let's, I'll join you, let's, where are we? We have one teleport we know where, you know, Den always said we can find him. Yeah, yeah. And he probably has the best chance of making it to the other nature spirits to warn them. The quickest, right? And then, okay, let's just do that. Like, what else would make more sense? Yeah. And and Draken just teleports to the mountain. He's still, by the way... Cocooned. Cocooned in blankets.
1: I teleport as well.
2: Talmud does as well. And by the time you get there, he's still cocooned. It's just he's pouring himself a cappuccino. And it's just like barely his hands are sticking out from the blankets. And he's just sipping on it.
1: I don't remember... How to call Den. I think he said something like Kkaw Coqka Roll handle animal. <laughs> I rolled absurdly well. Um, I don't know if we're I was I was, am I rolling handle animal <laughs> I'm sorry, I did that without thinking. You're not
2: You're not the like, GM don't
1: confuse me like this. Yeah, it's
2: fine, you can roll handle animal.
1: Twenty-four for my coccaws.
2: There is a moment of uncomfortable silence as nothing fills your ears except the sound of the bustling wind as it whisks by you your skin prickles frigid in this atmosphere until seems not as boisterous when den has always flown by it has been like claps of thunder powerful this seems minuscule in comparison, dainty, but nevertheless, eventually, an eagle of substantial size, like this, a regular-sized eagle, still a big bird, but nothing compared to the towering entity that you have befriended. A regular-sized eagle seems to perch itself on a rock, right in front of you.
1: I walk up to the eagle. Where is Den?
2: And it kind of just like coughs and. Uh, uh, and, like, haunches its feathers up until eventually its beak spreads wide. Oh. And almost unnaturally, where this bird's vocal cords are straining, and, like, it does not want to make these sounds, you hear Den's voice. No! But, Zana, I need you for me to let me know something. You technically could make a will save you are locking eyes with this creature and you feel something is trying to make a connection with you you could choose to resist it or allow it to go through allow it okay
1: the birds trying to communicate with me
2: zana you see soaring through vast expanse of trees moving at lightning quick speeds. In fact, there are even storm clouds swirling about and cracks of lightning and thunder, which you know is very common for Den when he's trying to be undetected. But almost as if seeing through his eyes, you see black projectiles darting through the clouds of storm. And you hear and you can feel a connection to death. Sora, what is it? Uh, no, no, it's not really a great time.
1: Well, it looks like you already know you're about to be attacked. Oh, really?
2: Yes, I did kind of figure that out. Where are you? Uh, um, uh, in, in the middle of, uh, the, the wilderness. I, I'm flying, um, I was trying to make my way to, uh, to anyone else. Uh, <sighs> useless, he always sleeps. Uh, I mean, let, let's be honest, Melville's never useful. Uh, Blog story, not now. Uh, I was trying to find uh,
1: Siren. Uh, ad- anyone, maybe a cellar. Uh, you can't find anyone right now? Uh, S- 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 Siren's all the way by her
2: tree, all the way in the, f- the far east. Cellar's uh, probably by her shrine, but that's all the way in the north. I'm, I'm currently out in the middle of like 400 miles of open forest. And as he's speaking and you are seeing through his eyes, you see more of these absolutely massive, like, ballista-like spear projectiles being shot.
1: Can, can you enter poker space, or uh, change back into a smaller target?
2: If I did that, they would also have access to the, the same temporal rift that I make. It, it could potentially lead all of them to us. And they could lay an ambush for the next time anyone attempts to enter.
1: I don't know how they would do that, that's crazy. I look to Draken as to, are you, are you getting this? Oh, the getting-
2: bird's screaming at me. Um, He's
1: under attack right now. I can see through his eyes. Okay. does. Um, I don't know what to do.
2: All I hear is a very panicked voice and a very raspy one, too. I don't know. Uh, I mean, we can't get to him, can we? It, it feels like it's kind of too late. I mean, did he say where he is? because it didn't seem like he... Could you see where he is? Do any of us have access to uh, any teleport spells that can go long distance? Um, if... Uh, as, even if you could only mentally picture the location, we could teleport there if we had access to that magic. I can te- only teleport short distances. Uh, relatively short. Um, I mean, we could attempt to find one of the other nature spirits and see if they could join us with him
1: fair but I mean there's no guarantee that they're not already under attack as well well it feels like
2: we somehow overslept though it is 5 37 in the morning yeah I, I don't know how that works I don't know how that works either nothing normally happens before the crack of noon 30.
1: that's why they did it before noon 30. how could they know a gamer's one weakness early
2: mornings!
1: Well, Maybe because I mean, they have access to all of our brains!
2: Well, they're also gamers. At least, probably.
1: That doesn't solve... What What. what, what do we need to do right now? I, 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 I...
2: The only other place we could potentially find one of the nature spirits is by teleporting to the portal, but that's the only other place that we know would be relatively close to one of the nature spirits. But even then, I don't know how we would call him. What what nature of spirit are you trying to call? The Gallumquette. Oh, you're talking. Oh, you're talking about the underwater portal. Yeah. I mean, Tama, isn't the Gallim Kete kind of like your patron? Yes, but he didn't really. Well, he. I, Have I you tried to? Comm, do you speak whale now? I don't know. I he he did not let me know on that information. He just said I'm his champion now and. Well, well, close together your eyes. we clear the. So, mild problem, being shot at with giant spears! I guess, wait, could Tama try and just, like, roll, like, I don't know, like, a will to see if he could communicate with the Golem Karte or something? Uh, You could uh, attempt to roll a will to um, access that connection. Cool. That's very similar to actually what's going on here currently with Zana, as she was able to kind of, like, have a will link to that connection. 26. That is really good. So what I'm going to tell you is this connection actually feels as if, for Zana, this connection came incredibly easily. It was fluid. For Tama, it feels like you're actually having to break through layers of mental barriers, as if something is actively inhibiting you from contacting this creature. It feels like Almost itself is resisting you contacting it, but then once the connection is established, it feels very free-flowing and like smooth, almost like it should. What are you doing over there, ye landlubber? Here, nowhere near me. Well, um, I didn't know where to find you, and we had a suspicion that there might be people coming to attack the one of the, at least one of the nature spirits. So the only place we knew where we could find one of them. ...is the mountain, is Den's mountain. Turns out he's under attack. Oh, well, that is severe detail. Very strangely, I am currently by the frozen wharf. Um, well, and so we were trying to figure out if there was anybody else we could contact. Well, it, you know, one of the nature spirits. And Dragan suggested that maybe I had connection, so I tried it, and apparently it worked. I didn't know that there would be a mental thing to this... Oh well, no, absolutely. This is very like basic, rudimentary functionality of things. Like like I mean, everyone should be able to communicate with the spirit that they're associated with. At this point, we we have almost like a spiritual tie to the individuals. In fact, if anything were to happen to us, you would in advocacy be our successors. Oh, I I hope nothing happens to you. Oh, neither do I. That would probably be terribly painful. I'm sure that I would probably be gutted and blubbered. Um. But, uh, so, yes, all we know is that Den is being attacked, and, um, he said he's 400 miles in the middle of nowhere, and not very helpful on location. No, no, this isn't very helpful on location, lad. Also, I don't know, um, how useful a literal fish out of water is going to be. I could, theoretically, if you could make it to me, I could take you to our liminal subspace, and then I could spit you out. And wherever he is, that might work. Uh, yeah, I didn't know. You see that, like, see if you had something like that, or if you knew how we could find some of the one, one of the nature spirits that could uh, get to him. Well, I mean, Siren's probably by her nest, her uh, per usual. She, she's normally sleeping at this hour, though. All right, then maybe we can just uh, uh, and uh, yeah. sellers like. I, she, she's the artist. She doesn't communicate in very plain language. She, she tries. She, she really does. Um, but she, very, very difficult woman to get in contact with. Uh, if you can meet me here at the Frozen Warth, I, I can get you to where you need to be. Uh, and hopefully you can intervene. That's probably our best option. I will inform my party members and we will be there as quickly as possible through your mental an emotional link that you currently have with then, you actually feel sharp pain, almost as if something pierces right in your bicep, almost like severing tendons.
1: Yeah, Ah! Why? Why pain? Why pain?
2: And your vision begins to spiral, almost in a nauseating degree. Ah! Oh, no! That's not good!
1: I don't know how I can help.
2: Guys, I may have found a way we can get to him. I So you know how you mentioned the whale communication thing? It worked. Oh, all I got was, like, cooing. I, I think she's asleep. Okay, well, um, so he's the frozen wharf. He can bloop us out where Den is. Oh, that's probably our best bet. All right, let's go. What? The frozen wharf. Uh, do you want to save Den? Yes. Oh, what, do you have a better idea?
1: No. Okay, then. We're coming, Dan.
2: Uh, as they're all teleporting and everyone else has left, the bird still is linked with you as, as you were a little bit slower on the uptake. Sona, I don't know how much longer I'm going to make it if I don't. You better make it. I wanted to let you know that the moments we had together were truly magical. And, <laughs> no, we could not. Uh, it was brief. It was the highlight of my existence. He's no one I am more proud to have
1: been acquainted with. You can just call me your friend, Dan.
2: And then you teleport. You all make it to the Frozen Wharf. Roll a perception check.
1: He's officially been friend zoned.
2: Poor lad. On his deathbed, got friend zoned. No, no,
1: no no, no, no. We're no longer acquaintances. We're friends now. Oh, okay. So step up. Oh,
2: sorry. 32 perception. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Zana, would you like to roll a perception? 26. Really hard to miss the giant ice whale that is actually, like, right up by the docks. Zana, you're very distracted and a little bit emotional at the current set of circumstances. But Tama, you realize that where there were, like, ships, were primarily one ship known to you that generally docks at this wharf, it's completely destroyed. It looks like it got cleaved in half. But there in its stead is a giant ice whale, which you know to be the Galvin Kethe.
1: We run up to the whale. Cool. Zona actually got a little teary eyed while she was running. Maybe it's just because it co- it's cold.
2: Yeah, clearly it's because it's cold.
1: And
0: she just friend zoned, you know.
2: A man on his deathbed. She
0: was trying to tell him
1: <laughs> she was trying to tell him she considered him a friend, not an acquaintance, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, uh, it came across poor
0: guy.
2: Um, th- this giant ice whale just begins to open its mouth.
1: Quick, let's go. I've done weirder things than this, I guess.
2: <laughs> right in the mouth. Cool. You, 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 you run straight into the belly of the beast, and as you do, um, almost instantaneously, you feel as you are swallowed, and the pressure in. the this area seems to increase, almost to the point where you have the pain-splitting headache as almost instantaneously, after being swallowed, you feel jettisoned downward as if this mighty creature is diving at a very steep angle, but then all of a sudden, it lifts, and you now feel yourselves, actually, free-falling through the air, and you are no longer in the mouth of a whale, nor are you underwater, but you see as you are currently plummeting over a forest. There's nothing but trees for as far as the eye can see, but you do see storm clouds, and you hear the rumbling of machines and the vicious battle cries of individuals. And I think that's where we're gonna end for this week's episode of The Odd Campaign, Cliffhanger into Combat!
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of sort Online Odd. We're so glad that you joined us, and we hope you'll stick around for next, next week's episode, which is going to be clearly, probably, some sort of battle. So it should be fun. As always, we want to give a big thank you and shout out to Michael Gelfi of Michael Gelfi Studios. Monument Studios, and a lot of artists from Epidemic Sounds for allowing us to use their music and ambiance in today's episode. Please go ahead and check them out. Their links are in the description below. And if you want to continue with getting news from our podcast, make sure you're following us on our X account at RollFound, or join us in our Discord. All those links are in the description below. All right. I guess we'll see you next next week on another episode of Sorta Online Odd. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye,
2: guys.